0: Why not? A queer podcast.
1: Welcome home. Hi,
0: everybody. I'm Rick Todd. And I'm Jeremy Williams. And you're listening to Wine. Why
1: Not? A queer podcast.
0: Episode 46. <laughs> the Joe Biden years.
1: I feel like we did that like it was the first time we've ever done it.
0: I I feel like that is how I respond every episode. Like, it, it's always like the first time. As Madonna says, like a virgin podcasting for the very first time
1: i mean i think it sounds like we didn't know what we were doing <laughs> there's so many things to do and buttons to press and just to get going indeed it there there is um it reminds me of that episode of friends a one, which one a one two a one two three <laughs> a one two three four Anyway, it, it's seven. seven, seven. seven. <laughs> I listen,
0: I don't know what radio station your, your dial is always turned to in your car, but I'm always turned to Magic 107.7. And they have their little chime thing that says Magic 107.7, whatever, however it goes. And every time it ends with a seven, I'm alone in my car, I go out, seven, seven, seven.
1: <laughs> every time I hear seven, I do that. Yeah.
0: Um, and I hope to God people around me get it, because <laughs> if not, I look like a madman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm so prepared today.
0: I know. I I really am. Let me ask you a question. It's been a great
1: day. Um,
0: Going around, it has been a day. It certainly has been a day. That's true. Um, All over social media for the past week, um, people have been posting up their year in wrap-ups for their Spotify. Um, I don't Spotify, but over the weekend I got my YouTube Music. Um, do you Spotify Apple Music or YouTube I don't Spotify.
1: Music? I have YouTube Music.
0: Have you looked at your um,
1: year in review? Well, I... I <laughs> do you know what you've done? I, I tried. I'm not <laughs> smart enough. I saw that there was a, a playlist, yeah. but it didn't have any, like... Other people have stats and stuff like that. Mine just was a playlist. Oh. So I hit play, and I, and and I'm assuming that the first song that plays is the song that I requested the most...
0: Yeah, so, there's a little, it's like a little slideshow on your YouTube music. And uh, I clicked on mine, and it's somewhere on your homepage when you pull it up. I'll I'll take a look at your Oh,
1: on your phone. That was in my
0: car. Oh, yeah, if you go on your phone and you pull the app up, it has your little slideshow and it tells you who your top five artists of the year were, your top five albums, your top five songs, and then it breaks it down by the moods and the genres. In case anybody was curious, 2023 was a dramatic and sad year for Jeremy, as far as his music. And apparently, and I didn't even realize this, I listened to more Madonna this year than anybody, any other artist. Madonna was by far my number one artist.
1: Is comatose a mood? I feel like that's what my music is.
0: I feel like if you listen to a lot of Lana Del Rey, you're probably comatose.
1: Okay. I will just say, for my... Can, you know me well mm-hmm. enough. Can you guess what the first song that played on my playlist was? I'm sure it's an Air Supply song. Or it is
0: a Les Mis song. I feel like you were very, in a very Les miserable mood.
1: <laughs> 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 Les miserable, as the French um, says. You know, I don't listen to Air Supply. Mm-hmm. Um, unless... It, if, if I'm listening to some sort of thing that pops up, I'll listen yeah. to it. Or I'll go see them live. But I don't... Listen, like, I don't like because I consider myself different. like if
0: somebody asked who my favorite artist was, I would say, "Oh, Cheryl Crow." Same thing. Cheryl Crow never pops up in my top five. Am I really a fan then?
1: Yeah, you are. You're just tired of it. <laughs> As most fans are. As every Cheryl Crow fan is. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, don't throw are you my handing phone. Handing me your phone? I'm gonna hand you my <laughs> phone. I'd after I just made fun of Cheryl Crow. I don't want you to throw my phone anywhere, but I want you to find my stats. Right, okay. I want to know what my mood is.
0: Let's see. So I'll,
1: while you're doing that, I'll tell you. The, the song that I requested the most on TRL in my car. Here we go. Your Um it. Is The Story by Brandy Carlile. Oh, I love, love that, that song. song.
0: Okay, here we go. Rick Todd's 2023. Wait, can we
1: guess? Sure. The, wait, what am I, tell me what I'm guessing and I'll guess.
0: Okay, how many minutes total did you listen to music this year? And you don't have to guess the exact minutes, but just give me a roundabout.
1: I'm gonna say because I drive a lot, right? And so I listen to. I mean, it's a, it's an hour in hour and forty minutes. So that's uh,
0: it's like a beautiful mind over it's here. It's 110
1: <laughs> minutes each time. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess like three thousand.
0: Uh, Seven thousand two hundred forty-six <gasps> minutes worth of music this year. I mean, that's good. I was at eleven thousand.
1: As a good um, gay man, I should have guessed. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred. Ooh, minutes. nice! Um, you are a very eclectic
0: listener. I didn't have anywhere near this. You listened to six hundred and five different artists this year. Huh? That's impressive. Um, and all of them were former Minuto cast members. Here are your top five artists that you listened to. We're going to start with number five and move up. Number five: Adele.
1: Number mm, four: I have good taste.
0: Ben Platt. <laughs> number three: uh. Brett Young. Oh, I'm not familiar with Brett. Brett yet.
1: Young sings. Um, in case you didn't know, it's a it's a country song from like the '90s. <clears throat> oh, he's he well. Your top, top pull three definitely he's,
0: he's cute. Your t- well, I can see his photo. He's very handsome. Yeah, but your top three definitely says that you're
1: a big country music fan because number two, Brooks and Dunn. Oh, you know what? This is this is what's unfair about this. One song. That's all I listen that to. That you listen to one, 400. Times. One song from from the first guy. And one song from Brooks and Dunn. Interesting. And it was um, "Believe" by Brooks and Dunn. And, and sometimes Neon Moon.
0: Now you are, because we said you listen to over 600 artists. So you you do have a very eclectic listening group. But your number one, I'm going to let you guess, you listen to two hours worth of this person's music.
1: Oh, I hope it's not something like Elvis. Because <laughs> there's this song that always pops up when I'm listening to music, and it's Elvis. I'll give you a hint. You already said it. Oh, I did. Brandy Carlyle. Oh, okay. She was your
0: number one artist and a, of the and a, year.
1: And again. No, There, at least that's two songs. It's the joke and Ooh, the story.
0: You listened to Brandy Carlyle eight times longer than the average listener. You are in the top 2% of Brandy Carlyle listeners.
1: Congratulations. I, f- I feel like there's going to be a knock at the door, and I'm going to get a restraining order. Ooh. Your ear was soft and vibey.
0: Oh, but you also had sadness and drama. So this, what one thing I like is they take, based on your music listening, they AI generate what the cover of your 2023 music <laughs> album would be. We'll show the camera. And then that's its, it looks like that's, um, back in the 90s, that... Essential Moods <laughs> compilation? <laughs> That's what it looks
1: like. You're,
0: you're the Essential Moods of the 90s. Oh,
1: I'm vibey. <laughs> um,
0: but really quick, your top song, of course, the story by Brandy Carlile, which is a top track, um, followed by... Oops. Nope, went the wrong way. In Case You Didn't Know by Brett Young, Believe by Brits and Dunn. Bring it on home to me by Sam Cooke. Oh, that's
1: such a good song. And love you inside out by the Beijing. Love it. I'm gonna give credit. I, I don't know if this is where it's due because we tried to test this out the other day, right? When we did our photo shoot, I was I thought I saw that that Darcelle posted um, like this is the this is the best disco song ever, and it really gets her in the mood to do her shows. And it was love you inside out, so I listened to it. And I was like, "Oh my god, I love the song!" So we were doing a photo shoot the other day uh, with Darcel, and so I.
0: You put was the like, song. I was like, "Put
1: the song on and see if Darcel says anything." Didn't say a word. Nothing. So I, I don't know. I, maybe I falsely have credited that to Darcel, but uh, I love that song.
0: Let's see. It did break it down. In the beginning of the year, you were in your Brooks and Dunn era.
1: It's been a while since Mid-year, I've requested You I
0: believe you glided into your blues era, which uh, is where you listen to Brandi Carlile. And you finished strong in the drama, listening to a lot of Miss Saigon. Twenty-three percent of you was sad this year, twenty percent dramatic, and twenty percent reflective.
1: You listen to mostly I sound like pop I music need and hug.
0: country. You do.
1: But um, <laughs> I'm alone in my so car. Yeah. Just if you see me driving so by, recap. if you see me driving by, wave me down, give me a hug. If you see him walking by and And the tears are in his Uh eyes, walk away, walk away. I I heard it as I was saying it. (laughs) Uh,
0: Anyway, don't feel bad. I was sad and dramatic this year. My top songs, um, my artist was Madonna, and then it was Lady Gaga, and I forget who the other three were. Um, They were mostly composers because my top songs were all instrumentals. Except for, apparently, I went hard on The Last of Us. My number one song was that Linda Ronstadt song from the gay episode of The Last of Us. Wait, what's
1: that song? What? What? Long, A long, long time. Yeah. Oh, my God. That that song, uh, I just kind of got chills from it. I'm going to tell you what. Somebody on The Voice recently mm-hmm. sang that. Oh. I, and, and, and next year, it'll probably be in the top ten, Linda Ronstadt, on um, my thing, because I'm obsessed with that song now. Yeah. But it's because I heard somebody on The Voice sing it, some 16-year-old... Uh, girl on the Voice killed it. I'll have to listen to it, because
0: I, I not, I'm I not a big Linda Ronstadt fan, and um, I was not familiar with that song until I heard it on The Last of Us. So I had a bunch of instrumentals from The Last of Us and uh, Game of Thrones. I apparently was very much into the Game of Thrones uh, score this year, because there were several songs of that in my top five as I well. I
1: cannot hear Game of Thrones music without thinking of you and Chris.
0: <laughs> Fuzzy? Do you yeah. want to
1: tell everybody why?
0: It's not my fault. There's a, Before I even watched Game of Thrones, <laughs> South Park did a parody um, with Black Friday and Game of Thrones. And when they the George R.R. Martin has a qui- gay men's choir sing, I, him and I, I swear, thought they were singing Fuzzy Wiener. So whenever we hear the Game of Thrones, we're like, Fuzzy Wiener, Fuzzy Wiener. <laughs> they don't say Fuzzy Wiener, they just say Wiener Wiener. Oh I we, I have no idea where we got fuzzy, fuzzy from. We well, just Well it,
1: it makes sense. If yeah. you've seen if you've seen a wiener on Game of Thrones it oh, hey, was a fuzzy all, wiener.
0: Fuzzy. Yes. Well I mean look at the time period. They didn't have right. they, they didn't did have razors.
1: Yeah, I mean what are you gonna do? Like like take the sharp end of a rock and scrape uh, it up No.
0: Could you imagine if they had clippers and a lovely barber came over and gently caressed you with his pinky while he shaved your <laughs> fuzzies? This sounds familiar. This is, this is something that's happened to you Speaking recently. Speaking of which uh, how was your week? It was pretty Why good. Why am I holding the mic? I, I feel like I'm I either a stand-up comedian or like, a singer. Because you're in
1: this, you're like, fuzzy wiener, fuzzy no. um, Anyway,
0: I'm going to try stand-up.
1: How bad can it be? Oh my God, not another one. <laughs> anyway, oh how God. was your week? <laughs> uh, it was good. Yeah. I wanna, I, just, I have a lot of things that I can talk about, so yeah. I'm just going to throw a bunch of things out there. Um, I was looking for something to watch last night and I came across a, a Christmas special that Rebecca from... <gasps> yes! That does. Have you seen it? No!
0: Um, it's on Apple TV, which I am planning on re-upping this week because I have a list of things. The way I do uh, streaming services is I have like my main one that I keep, and then I pause all of the, the rest of them, and I wait till like four or five things build up on that streaming service I want to see. Then I re-up it for a month and, walk, and just binge that site. Um, however... For this issue, though, because she talked about promoting it. She talked about her LGBTQ fans. Um, so there's a quote in the upcoming issue from her um, about her LGBTQ fans. So I'm aware of it. I just haven't watched it yet. What did she say about them? She says...
1: She said, pick up the issue. Them damn <laughs> gays.
0: No, she uh, she loves the gays. Um, so in fact, in the special, there's a choir. It's the Gay Men Choir. and That's um, what made me think of it. Yeah, she... Went on and on about how she absolutely adores her LGBTQ fans and all the LGBTQ people in her life she would die for.
1: Oh, it was kind of cute too because she said that um, when she, that that they follow her around everywhere and then they just started singing and about how fabulous she (laughs) looks. And she's like, see, it it makes me feel good. I Um, love her. It was really, it was was cute. Um, I hear some
0: of the Ted Lasso folks
1: show up. This is what's so dumb about me sometimes. I mean, I don't know if you're aware of this. When I was a child, I was watching the movie Time Bandits. I knew that. And there are um, little people in Time Bandits, the movie?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. And then...
0: Okay. I don't know why I look like a deer in headlights there, but okay, yeah.
1: You're like, what is he about to say? Well, I didn't know um, where to go. And then there's a music video. Um, yeah. Is it You Can Dance? You can dance if you want to. Yes, and they're the same person that that dances around in the field in that video is in Time Bandits.
0: Interesting. Who else is in Time Bandits? Because I feel like I know this movie, but I don't remember seeing it.
1: This is my only knowledge of Time Bandits. I even forget what it's about. I'm going to guess guess Time Bandits. I feel like one of those those
0: white guys who all look alike back from the 80s and 90s, Dennis Quaid or Bill Paxton or Bill Pullman or Randy Quaid, they all look alike to me. One of them is in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I couldn't... I, I couldn't... My little brain couldn't understand how somebody was in two places at one time because they were playing on this at the same time I was changing channels you know as you do on old like, back oh, in the day. yeah and so they were the music video when MTV played music videos the music video was on MTV at the same time that the movie that it was, was on. on and I kept going back and forth and back I'm like how is he in both places at one time couldn't understand it so you need to understand that about me to understand yeah. the next sentence I'm gonna say so I'm watching I only watched a, a couple of, a little bit of it of the Rebecca special, yes. And when there's one scene where she's she's singing a song and there's she's got dancers, but then all the Ted Lasso players come out and start dancing around her and everything, and they're not really that great. And then yeah. they got really good at one point, and I went, "Look at those professional athletes doing well." <laughs> and then I started laughing because so I'm like, "You're a moron. they <laughs> they're actors. Of course they can sing and dance." Mm-hmm. So anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a handful of them on there.
0: I am definitely going to have to check that out. Um, the new season, and we're going to talk about this later on down the road, maybe in January, but the new season of uh, The Morning Show is out, uh, and I know you love that show, and I, I adore that show, so um, I will be re-upping to watch that. I need to watch um, the Rebecca special, which I don't think is the official name of it, but that is how we will refer I'm, to it.
1: And we will wait mm-hmm. until we talk about The Morning Show to discuss Juliana Margulies. Yes! We're going to give yes. it some time.
0: Uh, for those who aren't aware,
1: just go to TikTok or Instagram, uh, or go to
0: Google. Google Juliana Margulies podcast or Juliana Margulies Jew, and see what pops up. Um, because she had a few things to say, uh, but yeah, we'll save. Uh, we'll talk about. We'll talk about. about we'll talk about the morning no. show. Um, but um, yeah, so yeah, lots of things on Apple Plus that I need to check out.
1: So that was good. I was watching that. Um, are you watching or have you watched The Gilded Age? Hmm. No,
0: but HBO Max, formerly known as HBO Max, now just Max, um, is going out of its way to make me watch it. Every screen I'm on Max, or anytime I finish something, it's like, "You just finished Christmas Vacation. Do you want to watch The Gilded Age?" Next? I'm <laughs> like, "No." Other, than, you like this? Yeah, you like Christmas Vacation. You'll love The Gilded Age. Uh, but it's being pushed on me by Max, so I'm, I'm guessing I'm going to have to watch it. I assume you're watching it.
1: I am and I have to I have to <laughs> apologize to my husband. Um, he and his best friend were watching it and they were like you got to watch this show. It's really good. So they started they put it on and like, "Man, you're going to love this." And I don't watch period pieces. I just it's not a thing yeah. I enjoy. And so I just got up, went into the bedroom and played video games for an hour and he got mad at me cuz he's like, "You can't just sit there with us for an hour was not interested." And then when season 2 was coming out and because of the strike, and I've watched everything that I want yeah. to watch, I was like, um, you know what, it's kind of post-Revolutionary War yeah. kind of, so I kind of, I like that era, the Revolutionary War kind of stuff, so I was like, oh, we'll give this a shot. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I only got like two more episodes in season one to go, um, but it's, it's really good. There's a gay couple in it. Oh, well,
0: I will definitely check it out then. I do love the gays.
1: Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, I did watch this
0: weekend, and this is something maybe we'll talk about. You can watch. It's on Hulu. Um, It's a 2022 movie. It came out last year, and it's Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, and it's called Moving On. And it's a movie about... um, It kind of starts off a little bit like First Wives Club, where um, there was a group of them that were friends in college, those two, and then this third lady, and the third lady dies, so the funeral brings these two together, and there's a secret between Jane Fonda and the lady who died husband. And they don't tell you what the secret is, but whatever happened when they were younger, Jane Fonda comes to the funeral planning to kill this dead lady's husband who's played by uh, Malcolm McDowell. And it starts off funny, gets real heavy real quick, and then gets kind of funny again. Um, But it involves a lot of heavy topics, but um, uh, Lily Tomlin, uh, who's a lesbian in real life, plays a lesbian in this. There's, um, she's in a assisted living facility, and there's a grandchild of one of the other guys who come there, whom, um, likes to come play dress-up with her and wear earrings, and, um, there's a, there's a line in there where, um, Lily Tomlin's talking about the kid, and, uh, um, I think it's Jane Fonda she's talking to, and I'm paraphrasing here, and she's like, I thought that was a little boy, and she goes, time will tell. (laughs) And I was like, oh, good for you, Lily Tomlin. (laughs) Um, so, but it's such a good movie, so definitely check it out uh, on Hulu, and then maybe we'll talk about because
1: there's some gay things yeah, okay. uh, in that as well. Well, Lily, Lily Tomlin is in it, and yeah. I love Lily Tomlin. <laughs> you ever watch um, The Incredible Shrinking Oh Woman? my god, yes. That was the first thing I ever saw her in,
0: except for the uh, laugh reruns that were on Nick at Night when I was a kid. I was obsessed with <laughs> Laughing, in and um, it's, I watch it now, and I was like... First of all, why was that on Nick at Night? Because it's a little risque, particularly for children. Um, but they're all—it's the 70s, '60s and '70s, so they're all like Goldie Hans wearing a bikini with painted tattoos on her, and she's like dancing, and the camera zooming in—very flashy, lots of colors. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, but yeah, I
1: loved uh, I love Lily Tomlin. I do want to say though, <laughs> when you were describing that movie, and you went, and then there was a secret, and in my brain, I heard, "Secret, secret, I got a secret." <laughs> <laughs> and now it's going to be that way forever. It's like, you know, it's like that song Christmas Bonus. Have I made you listen to that? I don't think so. It's a, it's a Christmas song, and it's in some, I don't know if it's like Norwegian or um, Icelandic. I don't know. It's I, The only words I understand in the song are Christmas Bonus, and it's constantly in my head. It's probably going to pop up as like one of the most listened to songs.
0: I will listen to that, but you're going to have to listen to the Christmas song I have been forced to listen to thanks to TikTok. I don't remember the name of it, but it's a song from the 70s. And it starts off the father's at work and he takes the bus home. And they're like, Dad will be home for Christmas sometime. And then it's like, Mew, 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 Mew. This is the news. <laughs> there has been a tragic bus accident. And they're like, Oh, where is Daddy? And it's like this whole Christmas song about what happened to Daddy. Was he on the bus? I'm gonna make you listen to it. Worst
1: Christmas song ever. I, I, I need to know what happened to Daddy right now. <laughs> Do you want me to spoil it
0: for you? I want you to hear it.
1: I well, I, I'm intrigued. Of course, I'm gonna listen to it. Okay. So oh, but it's a real siren. <laughs> it's not people singing. Wee wee wee. It's a
0: real siren, but siren. <laughs> It's a real siren. Are we back
1: to the last. Um, are, you, are you having problems but it's, pronouncing words again? it's not a again? real
0: siren. I'm not sure what noise they're using, but it's like a fake siren. I think it's one of those European... Oh, no, I want, I want
1: four. I want a quartet of people singing. But I'll give you a
0: brief synopsis, but you'd still listen to the song. Um, so uh, it starts off where the kids are decorating and they're waiting for Daddy to come home for Christmas. And then the newsreel comes on. It's like, there's been a tragic bus accident. And they're like well, we'll wait to hear. And they're like, mommy, was that daddy's bus? And she's like, I don't know, but let's just keep going. And then it's like, wheel, 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 Uh It was bus 46. And they're like, that's daddy's bus. And there were no survivors. And then the songs like start singing, oh my God, daddy won't be here for Christmas. Then the little girl's like, who's going to walk me down the aisle when I get married? And they're all sad. And then there's a knock at the door and they open the door and it's, daddy and it's like he's like hey guys sorry I'm late I missed my
1: bus I believe it's called an old fashioned Christmas Yes, and and this is the only this is the first of all I looked it up and everything that I'm seeing is like um, the wheels on the bus sing along Christmas version <laughs> and I'm like that can't be it that would be hilarious if it was um, but this says um, Christmas song about a bus crash yeah. might be the worst song ever oh my god it's terrible yeah, right, but I'll TikTok's going
0: it. crazy for it. And they're doing blind reactions to this. Like people are sending it to their friends, and saying, "Record yourself listening to this for the first time," and then people are like, "What?" But it's spoiler alert: Daddy's going to come bursting in, and uh, he's okay. So
1: sorry. Um, apparently, since we were talking about music earlier, and we'll tell my list, it's been playing music. Oh. And I didn't understand what Caitlin was trying to tell me, because she was doing that thing, that, you know, that that that, that thing coworker you're did. That they do behind cameras? And like, he's, he's going like, no, he's pointing at his ear. Oh. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. And so she's just been pointing at her ear, and then she points at my phone and points at her ear. And I got headphones on, so when she whispers, "Are you do you hear music? I, I didn't know what she was saying. I thought she was saying, you can play music on here, look it up. So I looked up the song, and that's not what was happening. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> much going on over there. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's one of those uh, days. Um, I will say, just can I give a shout out to the course. cast of Funny Girl? Yes. Because I did go see Funny Girl at Straz, um, the the David A. Straz Center for the Performing Arts Performing Arts Center. I know. I just called the Straz Performing Arts Center. There you go. Uh, we went to. Uh, I went to go see that. I took my husband and Ryan, who is the Straz
0: Center for the Performing Arts. That's there you, you go
1: the our managing editor over there in Tampa Bay, uh, we all went to go see it. And I didn't know anything about Funny Girl. I just assumed it was about... I thought it was going to be like a musical version of The Marvelous Mrs. Mabel, that she was like a comedian or something. Have
0: you not seen the Barbra Streisand movie?
1: I have not. Oh. I haven't. And you know, and it it kind of... I should have before I saw this, because what kind of messed me up was that... uh, I'm getting a sales call. Pardon me. um, That the... Like, to me, Barbara Streisand is classy and upscale. Yeah. So I don't see her in this role at all. I was like, how could she play this role? Because it's so classy and upscale. Because she wasn't
0: classy and upscale back in the 60s and 70s. She was cuckoo ca crazy.
1: Like uh, Bette Midler. Yes! Yeah.
0: Bette Midler seems all kind of like, you know, dainty older lady now, but Bette Midler was... She used to sing in bathhouses. <laughs> but who hasn't? Isn't that... You know what I, I often
1: <laughs> thought about is... You know, if you could, if you mm-hmm. had that, people ask that, that question, if you could travel back in time and go anywhere and see anything or be a part of anything, I wouldn't I would want to go back to New York and go to the bathhouse when Bette Midler and Banny, Barry Manilow yes. were performing. That would be awesome. I mean, sure, you could go back to the time of Jesus and then really find out all the answers and come back and let everybody know, but no, I'd rather see Barry You know what I'd go
0: back to? January 2nd, 2007. Because... Um, I looked really good then, and it seemed like things were going pretty good then. We were about to get rid of George W. Bush. Obama was moving in. It's a good time. I don't need to see
1: Jesus or Bette Midler <laughs> or stop nine eleven or
0: ah, uh, if if Family Guy or Simpsons or any of those animated shows that work in time travel have taught me anything, if you go back and stop Pearl Harbor or nine eleven. Something worse will take into this. You
1: just leave them where they're at. Yeah. Or like I haven't thought about that. Like what if you woke up on the on the morning of and then you just started calling, you know, the FBI or whoever. I feel like you you go to jail.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or what if you call the FBI and they're like you got too close to us, and then they pull their guns <laughs> out, and then they take you out to a field and bury you because George W. Bush really had something. Or what to if commit. you
1: what if you went back to the Grassy Knoll and you and you went to the fence and there was a there was a the real shooter was at the fence and you're like I knew it and he goes you know too much and then he
0: shoots you, but before
1: you See, die you realize it was George W. Bush, it's who was time traveling <laughs> too. I um yeah. This is why I just want to go see Barry Manilow. I don't know all I that understand. drama. Anyway, um, it's all Funny Girl, I, I don't know if I'm going to get this right, Katarina McCremo Sounds good. We're going with that. Was was the lead, and she was stunning. Yeah. She was really good. We
0: did an interview with the guy who plays um, Mr. Armstein. Um, with, oh, I only know that name because in Rain On My Parade, she says, hey, Mr. Arnstein. Yeah. And I will forever know that name. Um, he is an openly gay actor. Delight to talk to. Um, But he was the understudy on Broadway and actually got to do the show two weeks with... um, Lee Lee and Michelle. Michelle, And then went on the road with Katrina. And said that um, for his amazing... Katerina. Katerina.
1: Katrina was a hurricane. uh,
0: Katerina was a wine mixer. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he said that... um, Leah Michelle is amazing and a talent. He goes working with both of them. Katarina is is as as she good as um, as Michelle was. And for anybody who's seen Leah Michelle do it, that's a huge compliment because yeah, I've heard that she's I, amazing. She's got
1: to be amazing in the role. But um, I mean, I remember seeing people uh, at the stage version not people who not, love people, <laughs> well, who need people. Ah. Um, the, I saw the performance of that and the show on the uh, in the broad the tour. Yeah. And then I did watch it on my phone with Barbara Streisand just to make sure that you know it was legit that she did it. And make <laughs> you haven't been
0: Mandela. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you know this, it was just as good. Yeah. You know, I just want to say that that I'm just mentioning that to say it is coming to the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center in Orlando this week? Yeah. December 5th through the 10th. Um, go see it. Yeah. It's worth it it yeah. really is good um, you know, and, and right now I don't have the actress's name but the actress that plays her mom I think is only doing the role for like a couple more weeks and then and I could be wrong about this but I, I just read it Melissa Manchester is supposed to play her mom Melissa Manchester you gotta know that name no? like um
0: she is she Manchester by the sea? I should have looked it, it up that. would
1: you look up what song she sings she's like a one hit wonder or right, no that's Pat Boone Melissa, Melissa Manchester, um, Drop Dead Gorgeous, um, Don't Cry Out Loud. Oh, I know the song. Yeah, that, that's the one that, the, that they push the girl in the, in the wheelchair and she oh, sings yes. Don't Cry Out Loud. And it's like, y'all remember this hit by Melissa Manchester. Yeah. Um, so she's going to be in it.
0: Oh, delightful.
1: Or I was, I don't know, one or the other. So that was all good. I went to the Red and Green Ball. Is that what it's called? Red and the, Green Party. The Red red and Green Festivus for the rest of us. It's uh, it's a fundraising event for St. Pete Pride, yes. and it happens at the Sunken Gardens in St. <gasps> Pete. I love which the It's such a beautiful space. And at night, with all the with all the lights, it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But this was like they went. I've been going to the the red and green party for years and years and years, decades even. Yes, as long as they've been doing it, I've been going. And this one, they really stepped it up. I mean, there were aerialists. There was, you know what. This is kind of fun and weird all at the same time. We're just, for some reason, like there's this slow moving line of people. They're just, I know it's dark, but just walk to where you're going. We're walking down this pathway and there's like nothing going on. And people are just stopping and chatting along the pathway. And there's like this huge backed up line of people. We're like, just go, just go, just go. And all of a sudden, the people behind us just start singing. And I'm like, what are they singing? And then it, it took me a second to realize that there were four of them. And that they were probably hired to entertainment and they were just singing all the way, which made everyone stop and watch them even more. And then they went through it. But it was kind of cool. It was weird. And then Are you I- sure they just, like uh, the end of Elf, they were just yeah. trying to get the Christmas spirit going? So there's randos, a bunch of
0: start singing in line. They
1: were a little better than Zoe Deschanel.
0: But can I just say, and I, I will preface this by saying it's probably not a popular opinion, but I think it probably is. She's a terrible actress. And I don't like
1: her. <laughs> if, if, if I could turn into an emoji right now, I would just be red numbers 100. <laughs> One hundred, as the kids say. Or as the I tried 30 tried watching What was that say. show
0: she was on? My Girl? That Girl? New, girl. New, New girl. girl. I tried watching it, and my biggest complaint about the show is she's in it. I would watch that show. That would be my favorite show if it was just the guy. Does, st- yeah. does she have dark hair? But I can't...
1: Yeah. dark hair or blonde hair? Oh, I like the guy from New Girl. He's in... Uh, I love all the it?
0: guys from New Girl. If you watch the show and you fast forward past her, part, past her parts, it's an
1: amazing show. Dark haired Zoe Dishon. Yeah. Though. Yeah, she was blonde in this and I, it makes me forget that that's... That that's who yeah. it is, and I don't hate it. as much. She
0: does that thing, and I love Sorry, Drew Barrymore, sure but she does the person. same thing Drew Barrymore does, where she talks up the side of her mouth. I'm like, use your whole mouth.
1: <laughs> now come yeah. on, Drew. Barry- we can't talk bad about Drew Barrymore.
0: oh no I love her, even though she apparently is a scab. Uh, but she oh, still talks up the. Remember, she was uh, during the the thing. She was going to start her show back up, and they're like, Drew, no. And then like a week later, the writer's strike was over, and she's like, Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I Just had to hold out for one week. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So she's like, I'm
1: sorry. But it was really good. So kudos to them. I don't know how yeah. much I don't know how much they raised, but it was a, it was a lot. There was a lot going on. Very nice. Very um, nice. So so congratulations to them. <laughs> Ryan, our managing, managing editor, editor celebrated his 39th birthday.
0: Congratulations! You see, he got an old timey typewriter. I did he posted see that, that on his Facebook.
1: I want him to come into our, to sit here with our podcast with this little thing, and when it starts, they go...
0: Yeah, I just want him to transcribe the whole thing.
1: See, what I want to do is learn how to play the opening of 9 to 5, and then go to his typewriter and do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, here's a little, um, I watched this, uh, Dolly Parton was doing an interview on one of the late night shows, and um, she wrote that song uh, between takes. Her, Lily Tomlin, and Jane Fonda were um, waiting for the, the scene to be set up, and she said, I've got an idea for a song. And that tick, 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 tick in the beginning, um, she performed that just by ha- sliding her fingernails together. Because she had the fake fingernails. Uh. And she was like, tick, tick, tick. And sang the whole song for Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin just singing with her fingernails. Well, singing words and chiming her fingernails. And uh, both of them went nuts. It was the greatest thing they'd ever heard.
1: And it apparently was because it was a huge hit. Have you ever seen that meme that says, I wish Dolly sang 10 to 2? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I agree. As if that's what made this guy love it. Uh, but yeah, love, love the song.
0: Love Dolly. Love every, uh, everything to do with 9 to 5. I love those three. Yeah. I want them to be my three...
1: It's got one of my favorite lines from a movie. Very godmothers. When they, when, when they took that body from the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then they realized that it was the wrong person they took. And Dolly Parton's like, um, or somebody said, I must have made a mistake. And Dolly Parton yells, you stole the wrong body from the hospital and all you can say is I must have made a mistake. Cracks me up. Um, That's another movie I watched when I was a kid that a lot
0: of jokes went over my head. And I watch now, it's like, and not just my parents, but just parents in general would let their children watch anything in the 80s. It's like, yeah, it's fine. And it's like he's all strapped up to leather and Dolly Parton's tits are hanging out. It's just just such an adult movie. And I'm like seven years old and I'm watching it because the main thing was uh, when they're doing, they smoke the pot. And they do the how would they kill Dabney Coleman's character. Lily Tomlin uh, is Snow White and she's got all the anime and I was like this is so fun and colorful <laughs> and she's killing someone
1: with rat poison
0: and I was like this is fun
1: I gotta go back and watch that it's a good movie other than that I just decorated have you done that yet um I think we're gonna go up to Georgia
0: for Christmas so I have decided that if we're not gonna do festivities at my house I'm not gonna bother which upset my mother. She's like, put your tree up. It's pretty to look at. I was like, nah, eh, it's too much work if nobody else is going to see it. My brother's always out gallivanting with his new friend, lady friend. Chris is always travel nursing. It's just me and the dog. What, are we going to sit and look at the lights and then
1: high-five each other? I want to high-five the dog. Well, sometimes it's nice just to have the lights on and the TV on. And... I
0: don't care for lights. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm have,
1: team mom on this one. You're right, man.
0: I have all the lights off in my house at all times. I don't like a glare on the TV. I don't want people to think I'm home. All lights off, just me, the TV, and the dog on the couch. I've become the old guy from up. I'm, <laughs> still, I'm, <laughs> still, I'm like I suddenly,
1: suddenly your your YouTube <laughs> moods make complete sense to me, and I'm gonna start listening to more upbeat music. <laughs> uh,
0: maybe I'll when Joey gets and back. Get off
1: my lawn, right Bust out. The Christmas. I mean, tree. a tree. I, I have to put lights up on the houses. Like on the houses, You have to decorate two houses. Oh, you do. I'm, I'm sure. Lots to do. Lots I'm to sure do. if my brother and my mom had it their way, I would decorate three houses. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> two's can, my. You two's can come decorate
0: mine if you're on the if you're you know just collecting houses to decorate.
1: It's always an experience with with me and Jen when we go and get a Christmas tree and put it up. And you can get a real tree. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we always do. Oh, they're lit. getting so expensive. I have a pre-lit
0: fake tree in my garage, so it's not even that hard. I just got to go pull it out.
1: <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know what to say <laughs> to that. <laughs> like, I don't want to I don't want <laughs> to like you know offend your mom by cussing, but oh, for fuck's sake, go put the tree up. All you have to do is take it and stand and open it like a damn it, Jeremy. It just put your damn tree up. Fine, I'll do uh, it. That's funny, 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 funny. No, but we go and we buy we buy a real tree, and when mm. we bring it, bring it back to the house. First of all, like Jen has to look at every tree, every mm-hmm. one, not just the open ones. We have to take scissors with us because we have to open all the trees. So you're the ones who do that. There can't be a hole. You're welcome. <laughs> so there can't be a hole in any of them. you got to stand it up, twirl it around, knock it down, then the branches come down All this stuff. So it takes a while to get that done. And then you get it over to the house. And then you got to make sure it's straight in the mm-hmm. thing. And, and then, I mean, and, and it's just, it, it's all fun and games for about five minutes. And then it starts turning into this yelling match back and forth. And it's hilarious if we were in an 80s sitcom. Um <laughs> But we went this year to get one, walked into the lot, because we got it earlier than we normally go. Walked into the lot. There was one open. It was beautiful. We bought um, it. We took it home. We put it in the stand, straight. Tightened it completely straight. Looks beautiful. I'm like, I don't know. Somebody's probably, somebody's going to kill over soon because everything was going so well with it.
0: I, I think that's why I don't put the tree up, because I just, if it was a simplistic uh, process... Now, I did see one that was advertised on Facebook, but I didn't buy it because everything I buy on Facebook, uh, apparently I am lied to and it comes from China, and it takes three months to get it. But they have one. You just screw this pole together, and then you the other box, it looks like a wreath. And you take the middle of it, <coughs> and it, pins to, it just clips to the top, and then you let go, and it falls down. And it's just a spiral garland, like tightly spiraled together, so it looks like a full tree. Already has lights in it. Um, looks super simple. I was like, if I had that, I would put it up every day. I because would take the it down at night, and Christmas I would put tree. it up in the morning.
1: Because the pre-lit Christmas tree in your garage is too much work.
0: <laughs> but that one's not, just doesn't, you gotta bend the branches down and separate
1: them, and shit, it's... I know, and it would take seconds out of your life. <laughs> Bahama. <Bah-huh, buddy. laughs> the tree will stay in the box! What about you? Did you do anything fun this weekend?
0: um i <laughs> this is funny that we mentioned this i legit went in the garage and stared at the christmas tree box and said "Nah," it <laughs> went went back in the house uh no my brother uh and his uh girlfriend took a uh a trip to dc they're up there taking a look at all the lights in the in the mall and uh taunting uh george santos before he leaves town um so i am dog sitting uh which is fun so um, I decided to, you ever just look at your living room and just, you're like, ugh, I'm so bored with the way this looked. So I just rearranged the entire house while everybody was gone. And legit moved, I wanted nothing on a wall that it was on already. So I rearranged the entire house. You get bored of it after three months? I know, right? <laughs> Here's the funny thing. I've been you there. You know what would make it look really good? I've been there for five, five or six months. I've already moved the living around three times. Well, oh, you know time. why you keep moving it? It's because I'm bored.
1: Because it's missing something. It now, work with me. Okay. A Christmas tree. <laughs> no.
0: Here's the thing. If I put the Christmas tree up now, I'd have to rearrange the living room because I put something on every corner and on every wall. There's nothing on
1: the corner. You put it, like, in a window and the TV's the in the
0: window. Because I we have that big window in the living room.
1: And oh, there's a because colli- too much light was coming in, so it you had was, to block it with the TV. It was making a
0: glare on the TV, so the only way to avoid the glare was to put the TV in front of the window.
1: Sunshine and happiness was making its way into my living
0: room, and I had to get uh, rid of it. You know what's even worse? This will make it even more darker and depressing, is uh, the movie that finally made me move the TV as I was watching the new Exorcist movie, and I was like, this is too dark, I can't see! So I had to move it in front of the TV and block all the light. Or move it in front of the window.
1: I notice that movies that are that are dark... Mm And like scary movies that are dark, or movies that happen in water. When I watch them at home, I can't see. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Is it just because I'm old?
0: Maybe. Although people are going for the, there was a lot of complaints about um, uh, Game of Thrones and Oh, right, House of the Dragons. Because they were going for the, yeah, the big battle that they were going for the natural lighting, and it was like natural lighting at night means there's no light, dummy. We can't see your (laughs) stupid show. So obnoxious. I, you tell me dragons and zombies are fighting, but I can't see it. <laughs> anyway, fantastic shot.
1: You know what would have provided you enough light to see it? A Christmas tree! <laughs> the, the zombies <laughs> and the dragons should have put a Christmas tree in the middle of the battlefield. Uh, that's, that's the house of
0: dragons I want to see. We throw a Christmas tree up, and then the dragons and the zombies make friendlies, and then they do peanut style, where they get around the tree and they're like, loo, 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 loo,
1: loo, loo, loo. Sounds like a euphemism. They make friendlies. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever been to friendlies? Yes, when I was a kid. Are I they still open? Think, I think there's one on iDrive, or, or there was until recently. I don't know.
0: Did, they had some sort of bear. There was a bear as their mascot or something, right? No, I'm thinking. You're they, thinking of Shonies? I'm thinking of um, Villa Gin. When I was a kid, my dad was a manager of the Villa Gin, and Bucky, I think it was his name Bucky Bear.
1: Mm.
0: good times good times With that village in, that's the, it's actually still there it's the one on 4th street in St. P and we would go there and in the entranceway the lobby where there's nothing right now there was a cigarette machine and my mother would give me two dollars and quarters so I could go put them in and pull because I love pulling those little handles and uh, get them packs of the cigarettes every time they needed cigarettes like can I get them and she's like sure and she'd hand me the quarters and I would go over there and put them in nobody said anything this freaking six year old kid Putting quarters in a cigarette machine and pulling the handles. Nobody cared back Nobody then. Nobody cared
1: back then. I used to go to the to the mall and buy cigarettes for my brother, and but I would just go up there and I was like five years old and say I'm yeah. buying cigarettes for my dad and they just sell them to me.
0: Yeah. They people did not care I, about that. I them. ruined
1: it for future generations.
0: People they had better things to worry about. I mean, first off, Reagan was president. Secondly, we were in a cold war. It's like, you you want to smoke, kid? Yeah, it's a shitty time. People are dying of AIDS. Russia wants to bomb us. Have a cigarette. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> you're not Merry gonna
1: Christmas. make. You're not gonna make it to fourteen anyway. And again, <laughs> I understand your 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 uh, your music moods.
0: I my goal for 2024 is to go from dramatic and sad to happy and ecstatic. I don't know what music. I have to. look trailer Swift. I guess. I don't know.
1: Did you just say trailer Swift? Because if you did, <laughs> I think that's Oh, don't bombard us with hate mail. The Um, the Swifties are going to beat the shit out of me now. He's he's had half a bottle of wine, so that's why he said it. He didn't think she was trailer. He just said trailer trailer Swift.
0: We're only 44 minutes in and I'm already halfway done. Anyway. We haven't
1: even talked about our Let's
0: Let's (laughs) slow down. Slow down, everybody.
1: Let's get dramatic and sad.
0: Speaking of dramatic and sad, fellow Travelers. (laughs) You ain't wrong.
1: This was like the sad... This is the sad episode.
0: Yes. So, well, part of it was sad. Part of it was um, so the episode, episode six, it's called Beyond Measures. Um, we are done with the fifties.
1: McCarthy done. Cohen you know done. I got I got a problem with that. Do you? I do. Just lay it I just, on me. I just feel like that, that we, was the best part of the show. Oh, I mean, that's <laughs> what we were most interested in. It yeah. Was, there was this like um, like intrigue about what was happening and and. And you know how they ended it with a voiceover from a radio yeah. saying, "But I honestly, I felt it. the same way. Like when they
0: open, and this opens in the '60s, I was like, What the, Where's my closure?'" But if you
1: read, if you like, you read the history of it, it it just died out. But did it open in the... What? What does it say? What year it is? Because I'm thinking 1968,
0: it's 1968, because they mention Marcus mentions that he's going. I thought he said he was going somewhere. For Martin Luther King's funeral, which would have been 1968, uh, but he, I, he made but reference to Martin Luther
1: King. Burned draft cards. Would they have had draft cards? Before, yeah, because they didn't start the draft until late 68 or 69, didn't they? They started it sometime in the late 60s. So I imagine
0: that this would have been, like, the start of the draft.
1: Or they just said, we're going to start drafting people, and they were like, we're going to stop this. Maybe.
0: Yeah, they don't go into, they jumped into this really quick. I felt like we didn't have closure. But maybe that was part of part of the point, because Skippy never gets his closure, so they're like, fuck you, why should you get your closure, well, it, audience?
1: It would also make sense that it was 68, because I I had a real problem with it. I thought it was, like, early 70s, and I'm like, so they're just going to skip over the whole gay rights movement thing?
0: Yeah, yeah, no. This is definitely it's not 1969 yet because I feel like they would have mentioned Stonewall being an LGBTQ show. Um, but so I be, I'm pretty sure Mar- I'd have to go back and rewatch it. But I'm pretty sure Marcus makes reference to
1: Martin Luther King dying, which would have th- been 1960. He does. Yeah. Now I I don't I don't know that he says he's going to his funeral. No, no, no. He's but going he just to says-
0: to write. He said something about I have to write about it or I have to. Call someone about it or something Like I
1: haven't done something since... I haven't been there since Martin Luther King was assassinated. Yeah. Which, to me, made it sound like it was later.
0: Yeah. Now, I do know that it is 1968, not just from that...
1: But Wait, because looked
0: I looked it up in the synopsis, says <laughs> episode 6, 1968.
1: You should have done that five minutes ago. Yeah. We would have five more minutes to talk about stuff. Uh, so,
0: <laughs> episode 6 opens, it actually opens in the 80s, back in the hospital with Skippy. And um, he has a tattoo.
1: Skippy always. always they make awesome.
0: reference um, to it being Skippy's prison tattoo. And it's like, oh yeah, you were. You remember when you were in prison, Dadu? And then goes back to nineteen sixty-eight, <laughs> and we jump into this old lady, this poor old lady. I don't want to be this. We guy. jump into this poor old lady. This poor old lady's just doing her job, and these hippies come running in. And uh, Skippy's with him, and he's like, he's dressed as a priest. Priest hippie. And uh, he's like, listen, man, we're not here. Priest We're not here for you. We're ju- you know we're gonna be nice and kind and everything. We just need. We're just here for the draft cards. And they take a bunch of draft cards, and they burn them. So um, we find out Skippy not only is looking to become a priest, but he's also an anti-war protester.
1: Oh, I did make a note uh, just to, to let anybody know who listened last week to. Um, you not being able to breathe. Talking about Skippy running away with his arms flailing around. Oh my around. god! Um, I just wanted to mention I, I've watched it several times, and he doesn't flail. He kind of like throws his arms off to the side a little bit. You <laughs> know, like you know, in like how you know when Freddy Krueger walked down the street, and yes. that, or like when Barry Goldberg runs in the Goldbergs yes. and he puts his arms behind him. But it, it wasn't like ah, it for was you just, nerds
0: out there, a Naratu Neratu kind of. Yeah. But here's the thing. You're trying to tell this guy that you love him, and then you're going to run away like that? He's not going to love you after this, No, he, he
1: was walking away, and he kind of threw his arms to the side like, ugh, so i <laughs> but it done with you. But he wasn't Naruto. like... Naruto. Naruto.
0: Naruto. Naruto. Sorry, we had to take a pause to take Japanese lessons.
1: <laughs> We're about to get nerd email.
0: <laughs> Good lord. Pissed off the Swifties. Pissed off the anime nerds. Um, We're all
1: nerds at something. The
0: Star Wars prequel sucked. Send me some letters. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, he's a, he's a priest in training. Uh, well, he's in seminary. Seminary, seminary yeah. yeah. Um, and he's also an anti-war protester. They burn the draft cards. Cops are coming. Chaos ensues. Skippy gets away. He slips away. Sneaky little priest that he is. Does he? Yes, because he gets away. Marcus helps him get away this is the this is how we the catalyst into the actual whole episode how he ends up at Hawk's
1: cabin oh okay yeah so I admit, he, I'm sorry well there was about five seconds of dead time while I tried to <laughs> I thought <laughs> his brain was working <laughs> there um because the guy caught him and he's like hey I got one of them and then he he runs away and then I thought that they and then the the, the, the van the getaway van takes off and I thought, oh, that means he got arrested, and he was just out on bail. Um
0: No, I got the impression because Marcus pops calls Hawk, and he tells him, you know, I've got Skippy. Oh, maybe he got him out of bail. He bailed him out. I don't
1: know. No, I think he got arrested because it was he saw it in the newspaper. He did see him in the newspaper. You're right. Yes. Oh, okay. So anyway, <laughs> however, whatever happens to Skippy, Skippy thank, thank him you, him some Prevagen. shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> this this part of the podcast sponsored by? No, it's not. I don't. Want um,
0: But we cut to Hawk, who is now married, has two kids. He's married to Lucy.
1: Um, Life's going good. I'm going to throw you for a curveball again, too. I'm like, there are two time periods... Yes. ...very similar to each other that happened throughout this whole episode. And it wasn't until the end that I realized that there were two different time periods. And it messed me up. There's, like... There's before Like right after they got married Yeah And then when they had the kids Those are two different time periods Oh yes and when, I, Like when she's packing up his apartment yeah. and stuff Yeah Yeah So yeah. like that part where she's like You know uh, Give me a baby And I was like I just saw put you see a, a baby yeah. yeah She did say put a baby <laughs> She <laughs> said put a... something like that it Yeah, sounded, yeah I, I wasn't gonna say that Cause it's <laughs> like There's no way that that was it But when well, you said it It reminded
0: like... me do you ever see Monsters Ball When Halle Berry's telling mm-hmm. Billy Bob Thornton Sorry Ma She's like, she's down, and she pulls her breast out, and she's like, fuck me. Fuck me. That's the impression I got from Lucy. She's like, put a baby in me.
1: There's a theme in movies that you watch <laughs> you say that you just watched The Exorcist, and I feel like it's the ooh, same dialogue. Ooh.
0: Verbatim. Hallie Berry <laughs> and Linda Blair exact same scene. Um, so yeah, he's a good old family man. He sees Skippy in the newspaper wearing his little priest collar. Uh, And he's like, you know, in trouble. So he's in contact with Marcus and um, he helps to get Skippy out of town. So Marcus um, gets Skippy, brings him to uh, this their summer cottage or whatever rich people, the second house rich people have for their vacations. Um, He has a hunting cabin there. They bring Skippy there um, and put him in hiding until they can get him a lawyer and and work all this out. Um, In the meantime, we find out Marcus is actually staying with his father. His father's dying. Um, So he's staying with his dad. He's on the phone with Hawk, and he he says, you know, I'll get Skippy to you. Um, And while he's attending to his father, um, he gets a note, and it's a flyer from the old club, the old gay club. And on the back, it's a note from Frankie um, that says, uh, I'm moving. Call me. He doesn't call him. FYI. Spoiler alert. (laughs) He doesn't call him. Uh, what he does instead like you is say he asks that. his dad's nurse out.
1: <laughs> I, I like that you say spoiler alert. Like the whole, I everything know, right? from here to the end of the <laughs> show is just a spoiler alert.
0: Um, but um, he reads the note and then his dad's nurse is leaving. And she's like, I like you. And he's like, I like you too. And she's like, we should go on a date. And he's like, yeah, I'm not gay. I should go on a date with you. So he makes arrangements to see uh, the nurse lady. Um, One of the things I will say about this episode that I found very upsetting is I feel like the whole Marcus and Frankie story was an afterthought for whoever wrote this episode. Because I feel like it's thrown in there as quick filler, and I'm hoping it pays off in the next episode. But I feel like they just kept throwing us little morsels of, oh, by the way, this is what Marcus and Frankie are up to. Back to the main story.
1: Yeah, and Marcus really has the better storyline. Yeah. Well, he
0: definitely has the better outcome from what I can tell. Well, and, and, but it's,
1: he grows as a human being, Mm -hmm. Um, he realizes his mistakes right away, Yeah, and he tries to better himself, and, you know, I'm sure you'll get to it, but his last line of this episode, I thought, was really fascinating, Um, and I really, I like his character a lot. I mean, he, he is a human being, well, he's a character, but his character—he plays a human being who who just makes mistakes. Yeah, you know because he's scared. Because yeah, you know who's
0: not like that? Hawk. <laughs> Hawk has a family and is. Um, he said, "There's a line in there." Um, Oh, it's coming up. So, um, Hawk and his family are supposed to go to their summer home. Hawk says, oh, I'm sorry, Lucy. The water main broke at the, broke at the house.
1: Pipes are yeah. busted. So well, I gotta I, clean the I pipes. gotta go up
0: there and help and clean up. But, you and the kids stay here, because you'll just be in the way of my
1: leaky pipes. <laughs> I'm, well, he wasn't wrong. No, he wasn't wrong.
0: <laughs> so, he gets up there. Um, Marcus brings him Skippy. This is when we find out that he's in the seminary, and he's looking to become a priest. Um, he is staying at a, um, Hawk's dad's hunting cabin. And that's when he says, he goes, how are things going for you? He goes, it's good. And when he talks about it, he's like, his family life is good. Um, and when he gets the inkling, um, he, low, I, he goes, I lower my zipper occasionally, but only with strangers. Like, that makes it better.
1: Like yes, well, It's not cheating. If it's like I love my
0: wife, but I only lower my zipper occasionally when I need it for strangers. And my wife's fine with that, as long as I don't love the boys. So, um, Hawk gets him all settled in, goes back to the main house, and Lucy's there! Bitch, I told you to stay home! (laughs) He walks in, and he's like, what are you doing here? And his daughter comes running up to him, and he's like, we came up anyway. Mom said, fuck what Dad said, we're
1: coming anyway. So, Lucy and the two kids are there. Sometimes these, um, these, uh, descriptions of these shows (laughs) turned into, like, drunk history. (laughs) And I just sit back and watch the
0: show. Um, So Lucy comes down, and she has this shitty grin on her face. She's like, "Mm, water's working. And he's like, yeah, it started working this morning. And she's like, how convenient. Yes, Lucy, very convenient. The water works. I'm glad you were able to come up. So she brings her mother with her, as Lucy does. And uh, Lucy's talking to her mom. Now, this might be, because, again,
1: um, this is they this were
0: going back forth. This so is
1: the this is that's the one before. Okay. Yeah.
0: So Lucy's talking to her mother. They were terrible with the transitions in yeah, this one.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the scene where it confused me so much because I'm like, where's the mom come from? and and what about like she's talking about how he's how he's getting a cabin, but. They already are in the this, cabin. This all could have been fixed if they would have just thrown the year at the bottom of the right. screen every time they changed. But she's Or talking at her, least the first time. Yeah, Just do it once, and then we'll know what they're wearing. So and she's talking
0: here. to her mom, and her mom's like, um, take comfort in the fact that he loves you when he comes home to you, regardless of where he's going. And she says it thinking he's cheating with other women. And back in those times, you know, wives just looked the other way. But Lucy knows that.
1: Lucy no know she did at this point in time. She didn't know better at this point in time. Because she still hadn't because Had it was she not later. gotten the letter but You no, know what? It was later. This
0: is why I need to know what year it is because <laughs> I assume she knew because of the letter.
1: No, she. That's why she says I don't know what you're talking about. So, pl- well, I she thought just, she was
0: just playing dumb, no, to play like to your mother.
1: She's she's she feels like something's going on, or she's just like, oh, he's always at work, and her mom's like, yeah, your father was always at work too, but just be glad he comes home to you. And then she's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but you might be right. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, mom. My dad is not fucking other I women. God, nah. and her mom is like, <laughs> you're right. Your husband's not fucking other women, Lucy. Wake the fuck up. Yeah.
1: Then she has a really good line later. (laughs) The mother or Lucy? Lucy.
0: Lucy has some good luck. Lucy, I get Lucy sacrificed a lot of happiness for the perfect life in this show. And in this episode, she's like, fuck it.
1: Yeah, I wrote this down. I said... Lucy's no longer showing signs of being an ally. <laughs> no,
0: she's like, I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do because you do whatever the fuck you want
1: to oh, do. Oh, right, yeah, she does get a little bit of her own. Yeah,
0: she's like, whatever. And she doesn't even
1: hide it. No.
0: She t- straight out tells him. There's the one point, and I don't know if this is future Lucy, past Lucy, present Lucy, but Lucy's like, hey, Hawk,
1: I've had an affair. And he's like, mm. No, that was, that, no, that was her saying... That she wasn't a virgin when they got married. Yes, when she was in, this was before they got together. She was in Europe and she slept with a guy in Europe.
0: But she called it an affair.
1: Yeah, you know that's back then, an affair to remember apparently. Anyway, she, she didn't cheat on him until well she did until the party. But, yeah,
0: so um... we come, come back out to with the her cabin. little bedhead
1: looking like she I just know, got right? railed and <laughs> being like,
0: "Hey everybody, look at the fireworks." <laughs>
1: So you get it, Lucy. Skippy's looking at 12
0: years in prison for this um, whole uh, steal-in-the-draft-card thing. And part of it is because the government or the lawyers are saying that they kidnapped the lady because they held her there against her will. They wouldn't let her leave. So they're saying, you're looking at kidnapping charges now. So you're looking at at least 12 years unless you rat out your friends. And Hawk, who's a terrible human being who lies and cheats anyway, is like, ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Just turn your friends and you'll be fine, Skippy. I don't.
1: I don't know if it's in my nature to always be argumentative or choose the, the the hard road. But I I I feel like in the beginning you were defending Hawk and I'm like he's a jerk. And now you're like Hawk sucks. And I'm like I can tell you why he's doing this. And I'll tell you what. Because he's selfish. No, because that because he's right about that preacher preacher priest. He's a he's a liar. He's a manipulative con artist who's forcing. Um, uh, Skippy to take the rap for this crap when it was his whole idea anyway. And he's, he's not wrong about that and I'll tell you why when you get to it.
0: Okay. Now I did write this down because this scene when they're talking in the cabin
1: um, You are so popular. Your phone is not stop ringing.
0: I've got a saying. Nine times out of ten, it's a bill collector.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh I thought it was going to be um, silence or, or those like the solar people.
0: Oh, it might be. In all honesty, Google, unless it's saved in my phone, is like, I. this is who the contact is, Google will be like, mm, this seems like spam to me. And I, like, I think you're right, Google. let send them to the voicemail.
1: Or someone is really trying hard to get to tell you about your extended warranty on your car.
0: Yeah. Um, so anyway, this is the what I call the Brokeback Mountain scene, where they're very intense and they're like, why well, can I quit you? Um, and instead of having sex they decide to jerk off next to each other. Because
1: it's against Skippy's religion now.
0: Yeah, because Skippy's like, I'm a priest now and I can't have sex with a man. But I can jerk off next to you, that's fine, right? So like, they're jerking off and Hawk's like, doesn't touch me. He's like, don't touch me. <laughs> it was cracking and everything. Like, don't touch me. And then they jerk off and they finish and then Hawk looks at him like, mm, that was funny. He's like, you can go now. Uh, yeah, I don't want to leave you. you're just a whore, you can leave now. And um, so it's interesting because
1: it's like the role yeah, reversal. Yeah, it's
0: re- it's reversed because for so long, Skippy was trying to connect with Hawk, and it was all about the physical the physical sex with Hawk. And now Hawk is like, "Oh, but I love you," and he's like, "No." Uh, something else I loved in this episode so much: praying. Skippy like gets on his knees in the shower, and I know what you're thinking: he's by himself. Calm down. <laughs> he gets on his knees in the shower, starts praying. And it cuts to the dinner table, and they're all praying. So much praying. Um, And this is where we meet, like, a really good uh, introduction to Jackson, who is Hawk and Lucy's son. And Hawk is like, you're a phony fuck, Dad. (laughs) I have no time for you. And Mom, yeah, you're acting so oblivious like like nothing's going on. You're an idiot. I hate you both. Um, he's an angsty kid. He is a very angsty kid. We find out that he's very sensitive later. And I think we know what that means yeah. in the context of this show.
1: I think we know. He writes poetry. He
0: writes po- Yes, he writes poetry. And he's sensitive. His dad doesn't understand him.
1: And he thinks that he's alone in the world. But
0: we all know.
1: We know where it's going. Your
0: dad understands you. Trust right? me.
1: <coughs> Sorry. <I'm> I guess <coughs> I don't have to ask that question later. I said, do you think his kid's gay? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. So um,
0: so the whole point they all came up to. I'm dying here. Take a minute. (laughs) Um, they're all they. The the reason they all came to the 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 uh, summer house is because they're having a
1: party. An anniversary party. Yeah, it's an anniversary party. a Couple friend of theirs. Yeah.
0: So um, as they're getting ready for the party, um, oh, when this is happening, um, Skippy is watching through the window. Very creepy like. And a cop pulls up, and skips. he's in his priest's garb, and he's staring in the window. And he's like, "Oh shit, cops!" And he runs off into the woods. It's all very it was weird. More
1: Stella-like to me than creepy. Stella? Like yeah. Oh, like uh like Bette B- Midler crying in the rain while her daughter gets married, and because they-, they won't let her in. So Skippy's Skippy's like, he's not creepy. Nobody from the outside is going to know
0: that, though. They're just going to see some weird priest staring at this family having dinner. He's just
1: staring there like all sad because it's the life he wanted and that he couldn't have. Yeah,
0: so the cop pulls up. Skippy runs off into the woods. And the cop tells Hawk, we've had some break-ins,
1: just wanted to make you aware. Like what would life have been like for all of them had the cops seen be standing there? I know, like, right? It would have turned into a whole different show. Yeah. Because um, it was creepy.
0: So um, Hawk goes up and searches Jackson's room because Jackson being very um, uh, angsty and, you know, I hate my parents. He's like, mm, something's up. Because Jackson takes off after dinner, leads through the door, goes out the front door and says, fuck you all, I'm out of here. So the cop comes in and says, yeah, people are breaking into houses. So Hawk goes and searches and checks Jackson's room, and he finds a pocket watch. And he's like, oh, God, my son's a thief. So Skippy, after running through the woods, goes back to the cabin, and he comes in, and boom, he's got a shotgun in his face.
1: That was pretty intense. Yeah.
0: I was like, oh, shit, put the gun down there, Jackson. So it was Skippy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think Skippy peed a little.
0: Jackson's holding a gun, shotgun to his face, and he's like... What you doing here, boy? <laughs> he's like, uh, calm down. whoa let's all slow down for a minute. And he's like, I'm a friend of your dads. And he goes, mm-hmm, I bet you are. And he's like, no, 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 put the gun down. It's okay. Uh, I'm running from the law. And, uh, uh what's his name? Uh, it's okay.
1: I'm just running from the law. <laughs> Jackson's Don't be like, scared. Yeah.
0: Jackson's like, mm, I totally get it. I steal things from other people's houses, so I totally get running from the law. So he puts the gun down, and he's like, it's not loaded. You can calm down. So he hangs it back up on the mantle. And do you
1: think that his son's actually stealing things? I don't think he is. No, I don't.
0: I think it legit was given to him by his boyfriend, because we're going to find out he's gay. Um, so Jackson and Skippy, they're chatting. And he's like, oh, he's got his little journal out. And he's like, oh, you're a writer? And uh, he's like, "Yeah, I uh, yeah, give me back my journal, queer." And he's like, "Oh no, it's okay. You're you're queer too. I'm pretty sure. We're all gonna find out anyway."
1: So, um, by the way, that's all. That's all. Jeremy invented that. Yes, um, that's what I think is going
0: on in their head. Um, So, um, sorry, we just got a message, (laughs) group message. So um, Jackson goes back to his house, and his dad's standing there, and he's like. You stole this watch, and he's like, "You're gonna believe whatever you want to believe, Dad." By the way, I just hung out with your boyfriend, <laughs> and he's like, "Go up to your room." All again paraphrasing. None of that you're, is actually. None, said.
1: You're, you're at the end of this bottle. I can tell. Um, the kid doesn't know anything about Skippy. No, he just he knows He doesn't know. His dad's he doesn't know he's gay. He doesn't know, it's he doesn't know he's gay. He doesn't know it's his Dad's boyfriend. He doesn't know any of that.
0: Yes. So he goes upstairs. <laughs> Lucy comes in, and she's like, I see your home. And he's like, and again, I'm paraphrasing, Dad's got a man in the cabin. But you know that, right? But you don't say shit, because you don't care. You and Dad don't care. Get out of my room!
1: He, he didn't say it was a man. He says he's got someone in the
0: cabin. Yeah, he's got someone at the cabin.
1: But everything, oh, the rest of that was pretty poignant.
0: Yeah, Mom's like, all right, I don't care. And he's like, of course you don't care, because nobody in this house cares. We're all full of secrets. Um so yeah so we move on from that and uh we cut back to because again it all feels like after thoughts in this episode it's like oh by the way let's check in with Frankie and Marcus because that's still a thing right so uh Marcus comes to or Frankie comes to Marcus's house and he says uh uh he didn't call me you, did you get my letter and he's like yeah i did and he goes here is he gives him a framed copy of a langston hughes poem and he says this was hanging in the apartment i'm not taking it with me so you can have it and he goes i'm moving to san francisco and i'm living my life and marcus says his goodbyes to him marcus goes in and um sits down for lunch with his dad and uh, he's like uh I want you to find somebody. Yeah, quiet some I know. Area, so well, this is a very introspective. Be, this is a really good part. You're really
1: acting out this entire I know this entire <laughs> show for everybody this time.
0: So the dad's like, I just want you're first of all, he opens with a uh, with a critique and he's like, you're a shitty cook. I wish you could find a lady who could cook for you. And he goes, I found somebody and I'm in love. And he's like, "Oh, what's her name?" And he goes, "Frank." And then there's Frankie. just
1: a No, he says Frank. He says Frankie. Are you sure? 100%.
0: I'm going to Google that.
1: No.
0: 100%. <laughs> so there's a pause, and they just stare at each other like. And he's like, "I think he says either says that's not a boy's name. No, or he says, says
1: that's a strange that's, name for a lady. That's
0: a strange name for a lady." And he goes, "It's not a lady." And then we pause. Again. Says, what did he say? He says, that
1: would like that would make it a completely different show. He says that's he goes it's Frankie, and he goes that's a strange name for a lady, and he goes yes, it is.
0: And then they stare. And, at,
1: the and 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 I, I remember that so distinctly because one time I was on the phone um, complaining about something about Taco Bell to some person on the other line, and they were like, "What is your name?" And I was like, "It's Rick." And they said, "Oh, that's a strange name for a lady." And I said, "Yeah, it yeah. is." <laughs> <laughs> I used to get mistaken all the time. Oh.
0: I laugh because not because uh, I'm laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because that has happened to me my entire life. And I don't mean like it happened to me when I was nine. It happened to me last week. (laughs) I got a call from my bank and they're like, ma'am. And I was like, it's not ma'am. That's so weird because
1: every time somebody calls you you and it's not a gay person, you're like, this is Jeremy. I know.
0: I had had a few drinks when they uh, called. Where you like, hey girl. I was like, hi. And they're like, ma'am. I was like, I'm not ma'am, bitch. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we go back. <laughs> so we go back to the cabin because we checked in with Marcus and Frankie. That's all we needed. Um, so there's this scene where Lucy talks to, to Hawk and she's like, I have never intruded in what's going on in that cabin As long as the family comes first, and I just need to know, does the family come first? And Hawk says yes, and she's like, okay, that's all I needed to know. And then this is the point where she confesses. They cut to another scene, and she confesses to having an affair, which apparently she didn't have an affair. She just she had
1: she had she she had had premarital relations relationship with somebody before she met Hawk. She was basically saying, um, I wasn't a virgin when we met.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, which wasn't normal for women in that time, yeah. I'm assuming. And then
0: this is the part where she says, I want a baby. And where I was confused, because like, bitch, you already have two.
1: <laughs> I know, that's where I was confused. I was so
0: confused. But apparently this was a flashback, and she didn't know, she didn't have babies then. Right. So then we come back to present time. This is my favorite part of the episode. Jackson comes back to the cabin, and he knocks, and uh, uh, Skippy answers, and he's like... I just dropped some acid. I need help. And I was like, yeah, Jackson. Stick it to the man. Um, not stick it to the man. You're a child. But, you know, do your drugs. So um, this is the night. It's the big party at the cabin. Or at the the summer home. Um, Jackson is tripping balls at the cabin. Um, which is so sweet. because Skippy is just... He's just so good with Jackson, and I think he realizes...
1: I love... You and I are the perfect people to do this, because we watch totally different yes. shows. You're like... You're, your comment is, it's so sweet of him to take care of him, and I'm, my comment is, well, I guess it was the late 60s, so there's nothing weird about an old gay man hanging out with a drugged up kid.
0: I thought it was sweet! <laughs> Okay. When I dropped acid, I, I loved dropped, it all the like, to
1: take care of me. I was like, "He. I hope he doesn't do anything here because this could get really weird." Yeah.
0: Now, and maybe this is just how I view Skippy. I, at no point in this, thought anything weird was going to happen with Skippy. I thought Jack Skippy is the best person Jackson can be with. Um, I just felt like he's going to be in good hands. I mean, retrospect, yes. He's a gay man in the 60s, and he's also a priest. Jackson was probably a <laughs> <in> danger. <Yeah. laughs> you a danger, girl. Get out. Jackson, um, you in danger, girl. <laughs> um, so while that's happening, they're back at the, the summer home. Lucy is uh, engaging in coitus with a neighbor, um, who I think is the one p- the, the, the party's yeah, for. It's
1: the guy's anniversary. <laughs> yeah. so, and they're making eyes at each other. Yeah,
0: so they're, they're in while well, everybody's doing fireworks outside, um, this guy and Lucy are in the kitchen. And cut, she comes over and gives him a drink. And then they start kissing. And then they cut to outside. And they both come outside. And Lucy's hair is just all over the place. Lucy was doing something they that were making out her hair.
1: They were making out in the kitchen. But she walked out like she got railed. Oh, Yeah. That hair, that was poofy hair. She walked out like he got her walking side to side. Yeah, that was not just humidity. And, and she's sitting there. And she's had. She's kind of drunk at this point. She got a drink in her hand. And she's mm. she's kind of swaying like, and her hair's going on. And she's like, and ah, blah, 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 blah.
0: <laughs> Hawk looks at her and he sees her. the other guy come out. Sees Lucy, but he has this look on his face, like not annoyance. Almost like good for you,
1: girl. I thought maybe he was jealous because he wanted to hook up with that it dude. Just,
0: it looked almost—I don't know if it was like, oh, you're doing that—that that gives me free reign. Oh of what yeah, I that want. was definitely or, like, yeah. okay, I got you. Yeah. So, oh, that's the that's the marriage we have. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I'm gonna suck so much dick. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: get it. Your mom listens. You might say drop a few zippers.
0: He's gonna. I'm gonna drop so many zippers, Lucy. <laughs> You, we're going to have a race to see who gets a baby put in them first. You're done. Um, so we cut back to the cabin. And uh, Jackson tells um, uh, Skippy that he hates his dad. And he's like, he's always lying. And I really like this line. Skippy was like um, telling you know, we all lie mostly to ourselves. Which I was like, you you didn't drop acid, Skippy. I That's a very deep line to say for somebody who didn't just drop acid. <clears throat> Um, So I thought that was really good. Um, uh, Then we cut back, and everybody's gone home. And Lucy basically guilt Hawk into having sex with her. Now, I don't know if this is another flashback, or this is the party.
1: That was live. That was the party?
0: Okay. So she's like, you know, she's drunk, by the way.
1: And he says, you're the most beautiful woman. Yeah, you're so
0: beautiful. And she's like, no, no, beautiful.
1: No, he says, he says... You're the most beautiful woman, and he's not. He's not going to hook up with her. He's. He doesn't want. To. Yeah. And he doesn't want. He says you're a beautiful woman, and she goes, "That's the problem, isn't it?" <gasps> yes. And it stopped him, and he's like, and he's oh, like, "Uh oh, I better do this." Well. <laughs> so he yeah. went at it. I guess we're going to do this, and he whipped it out, and. Do you know how like how we've subtitled? I how I've subtitled this show. Matt Bomer gets laid. Yeah. And then last episode, it was Matt, L- Matt Bomer doesn't get laid. This episode, as soon as he started doing that, Jen goes... This episode is called Not Bomer, will Fuck Anything. (laughs) Yeah, because Lucy got laid.
0: Um, Oh, yeah. That would be a better title. Lucy got laid. Um, So after he satiates his wife, he goes back to the cabin. um, And uh, Skippy and and Hawk have this moment, his son sleeping on the couch. uh, Sleeping off the acid trip. Um and uh Which Skippy is, says that he I he's, don't know this from
1: experience but it's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I mean eventually you fall asleep, yeah. So
1: uh while yeah, there, the Xanax or two.
0: So Skippy tells Hawk, um listen, I can't stay here. Um take your son home and I'm going to turn myself in. And Hawk's like, "No, no, no, don't go to jail. Don't you know, stay here. Stay here as long as you want." So, um, Hawk ends up taking Jackson home and, uh, he wakes him up and he's like, Hey, come on. We're going to go home. And he's like, okay, daddy. Um, and then, uh, it cuts to Skippy coming to the main house. He knocks on the door. Lucy opens it. Um, and, uh, she's like, Hawk's not here. Oh, first he said, he's like, you know, Oh, my car broke down and, um, I need to use your phone. And she's like, I said the phone won't stop ringing.
1: Um, uh, so Skippy, um, first he says his car broke down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Said, and then she's like, I, "I
0: know who you are." So she's, he's like, "Can I use your phone?" And uh, he comes in and he calls um, the, the lawyer. The lawyer, and he's like, "Hey, let's um, let's make this arrangement. I'm going to turn myself in." Yeah. So um, Lucy tells Skippy that uh, years ago, and we we cut back to this. Um Hawk or I'm sorry Skippy when he was leaving for the military slipped a letter under Hawk's apartment door but Lucy was there and she was packing up the apartment and she got the letter so she read the letter and it was Skippy basically saying I can't get over you Hawk and she burned the letter so she tells Skippy she's like you're the you're the one who left the letter for my husband uh at his apartment and uh he's like yeah and uh She's like, um, he never got the letter. I burnt it. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, So uh, they have this little moment where it's like, you know, I know who you are um, and you know who I am. And uh, fuck you, basically. So he leaves. Um, We cut back to Marcus, who is at Frankie's apartment. This is the scene you were talking about earlier, uh, where um, he basically in so many words, says that, you know, he told his dad about him. And he's like, um, uh, something about wanting to kiss goodbye or something. Or wanting to say goodbye. And uh, he's like, I'm not going to kiss you goodbye. And he goes, can I just get a kiss then? And then he gives him a hug. But he says something. Did you want to mention
1: that? Because you talked about it earlier. I forgot completely what it is, what it is that he says. Oh, I, I
0: can't. I don't remember what he says to him.
1: I was thinking that when I said he had a good line, it was when he said that... You know, Frankie is a strange name for a lady, and he goes, "It is." And I oh, it's a good line. Yeah, yeah.
0: But they have. Um. Um. Oh, wait. Sorry. No. Sorry. Oh, wait. Go ahead. My phone will not stop. So, um. Anyway, so they they come to this conclusion. I feel like Marcus and Frankie, and this is why I feel like it's going to pick up in the next episode. They have this this moment where. Um, Marcus has accepted who he is and I think he can move forward with Frankie now and we know that based on the flash forwards to the 80s that they end up together which is weird because I feel like it takes all the will they or won't they out of it it's like well we know they get together um, I guess this is the moment where they decide that they're going to get together we'll find out uh, but we go back to um, the, the um, uh, Hawk and, and Skippy Skippy is taken into custody hawk pulls up to the bus stop and he sees him being arrested um and then he goes back to the house and he goes to the dock where jackson's at jackson's he says he's skipping rocks and he he makes the uh, uh, hawk says "Ooh, good one not one of the throws was a good throw i don't know what he's talking about i myself have skipped stones on a lake every stone he throw was a shitty throw they never you never saw the rock skip
1: yeah. So I don't believe they did. No. I think they just went directly he's into the like, lake water. He's like
0: he's doing this thing, but he's Bonk. like throwing it up. And then he just starts throwing it the side. and like, dude, they're not even going into the lake at this point. Leave him alone, he's gay and he's And a he's poet. like, uh, Good throw, <laughs> son. And he's like, Thanks, Dad. <laughs> well, Hawk wouldn't know. Yeah, he's that's gay true. too. Two homos just chatting on a dock <laughs> about boy things. So, um Hawk's talking to Jackson and he tells him, Listen, I know about the acid and the poetry. Which are two terrible things that his son doesn't want his son. The hawk doesn't want his son to do, and he says, um, "Just don't do, make better choices. Don't do acid. I'm not going to tell your mom." And I would love to hear some of your poetry. And he's like, "Really, Dad?" And He's like, "Yes, son." And then credits. And I'm like, "Jackson is totally gay." I think so. Jackson's a
1: homo, and good for him. You know, I was really confused the whole time watching this. I'm like, why does Skippy staying in the cabin mean that Hawk is having sex with men? I couldn't fathom that. Until the end, when they show you that she knew Skippy was, that he had, that he had affairs with men. Yeah. Because otherwise, I was like, how does this even make sense? But then it did at the end.
0: Yeah. So, uh, that leaves us there. Um, we've hit the 60s. Uh, we're coming into the 70s. I'm guessing the last, we've got two episodes left. I'm guessing the next episode is what happened in the 70s, and then we wrap up the 80s, right? All
1: I want to say, there was a scene where Skippy was in, doing confession. Yes. And said that he was in love with a man, and how do you be in love with a man and love with God? And how could it be so wrong if love is such a good thing? Then the priest said, are you ready to give that love to God? That was the priest. That's the one who he's going to turn it. He wanted him to turn in? Right. And so what this is, is what I would say, is that that was a predatory moment where that priest realized he could use this guy for whatever he wanted by telling him that he could get eternal salvation. And that's why he should have just turned the guy in instead of going in himself. And who, who in that time, knowing what's going to happen to guys like him in prison that they keep saying would turn himself in for 12 years for that. No, I don't buy, I don't yeah. buy it. um,
0: Yeah. We'll see what happens in the next episode. Maybe. I mean, Skippy's just a very moral person.
1: Unless he doesn't want to be. <laughs> no, I'm, right. And this is what I'm going to tell you. This is the thing about most people in the road, right? Most people think they're good people. Yes. But most people aren't. And Percentage. So I,
0: percentage base. How many... Percentage... Of how many people are not good people in the world? I
1: don't know. I mean, I am I, going to base this off of watching the Good Place. Yeah. Eighty-five.
0: No, ninety-seven. Ninety-seven percent of the world's population suck and are terrible people. Oh, okay.
1: Um, I'm I'm like you. You you're stating that so factually, like you like God has come down and, and, and told you. Here is the proof. No. Yeah. Uh, like, um. But, yeah, I mean, I think the majority of people... But I think that everyone thinks they're the hero in the story oh, of their lives.
0: as the kids say these days, everyone thinks they're the main character. No, you're all NPCs. Every one of you, except for me. <laughs> it's my world. You all
1: just live in it. I, I, don't, I don't know what those sounds mean. NPC, <laughs> anyway, non-playable I character. Non-player.
0: Non-playable character. That was just
1: not player It's no. playable? Play Non-playable playable playable character. And wow, somebody needs for. to tell the people that wrote Jumanji that they're wrong. Jumanji is trash,
0: except for the first, second, and third movie.
1: Go on! <laughs> <laughs> all of the all of the rock versions of Jumanji are heaven. All the versions. The Robin Williams one is perfect. I can't go back. More. I can watch the, the the rock ones forever, but I can't watch the old one
0: anymore okay sorry i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna fill you in what's been happening in the process of this okay so for my house because we rent a house me my brother and 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 our my best friend roommate um so uh the rental company that we deal with they are coming in today to to do a, a an inspection of the house to see if there's anything they need to fix so they sent a letter like two weeks ago said hey if nobody's home we've got a key we'll just let ourselves in make sure if you have any pets that are locked up i was like okay my brother has been blowing my phone up saying there's a man in our house who is trying to get in and he constantly keeps calling saying hey can i get in am i allowed to go in so i text my brother and i said tell him to go into the fucking house nobody is there So my brother just messaged me and he's like, sorry, I know you're recording your
1: podcast. He's just going to
0: go in the house. Yeah, that's what the damn letter said. Just go in the house. Leave me alone. Anyway.
1: You know what he's going to do? You're going to fail your inspection because he's going to be like, they don't have a Christmas tree. Bastards. All right. So we're going to talk about this movie. Oh, by the way, the, the Rotten Tomatoes didn't change. Oh okay. uh, so we're gonna talk about this movie, but we're not gonna talk we're not gonna give you a detailed synopsis. We're just gonna tell you the basic plot boom, line boom, boom boom and we're not even a not even a timeline. We're boom, just gonna boom. tell you what it's about, and then we're gonna tell you our opinions of it. Because okay. I am not revisiting this stupid movie next week. We're gonna do it right now. <laughs>
0: okay, quick, really quick synopsis of the film. Christmas Sap. 2022 or uh, 2020 Christmas film. Lifetime. Lifetime. First ever LGBTQ holiday film for Lifetime. Uh, Hallmark Channel has done theirs, Big Whoop De Do. We'll that, talk about those in a different time. That makes complete sense. But this is the first Lifetime one. Ben Lewis stars as Hugo, a big city lawyer. I'm sure a lot of this is going to sound familiar for those who watch these stupid holiday movies. Ben Lewis stars as Hugo, a big city lawyer who goes back to his small town with his best friend Madeline to visit his mother Kate, played by Fran Drescher, for Christmas. Kate, who has two sons, one gay, one straight, wants to fix them up um, with different people to make sure that they find their significant other. So um, they go back to this tiny... Well, its I thought it was a tiny town, but it's Milwaukee. <laughs> they go back to Milwaukee, yeah. but it's a neighborhood in Milwaukee. And uh, for Christmas. So um, Matt... Uh, Hugo's a lawyer, um, and he tells the guy, his firm, Hey... If you don't respect my um, skills, I'm gonna go somewhere else. And then they head off to
1: Milwaukee. Um, so, uh, Kate, I, I can shorten this real, real, real up. And just, you know, he he, yeah, but he, he finds he goes back home to his hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, finds the the out gay um, Patrick, out gay Patrick, Blake, Blake. Who, black Blake Lee. Oh God, you know Blake Lee was. Did you watch *Cruel Summer*? No. Oh. Um, Well, Blake Lee was the creepy teacher that kidnapped a student and locked her in a basement for a long time. I was like, why does this guy look so familiar?
0: Interesting. I have
1: to check out this Cruel Summer. It's a a really good show. I mean, it's a terrible teen show, but it's really good. So anyway, they, they meet, they fall in love. Bam. I mean, it's, it's 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 a Hallmark movie. I mean, it's not a Hallmark movie. It's a Lifetime movie. It's a Lifetime it's, movie, but it, but it follows the same thing. It follows the same thing.
0: So um, the mom, you find out throughout the story, has been uh, creating these little moments where Hugo and Patrick can hang out, and then Aiden comes into town, and you realize she's doing the same thing with Hugo's friend Madeline and Aiden. She's, she's setting up these situations so that they can hang out, so they can find love, because um, she is a shotgun, and she's going to fix them
1: up. Yeah, and she does that thing where it's like, oh, um, go mm-hmm. buy the tree for these things. Yeah. And she tells the two different people to go, so they'll run into each other. Yeah, and they'll be like,
0: or oh, like in the oh. beginning, she's like, Madeline, you're coming shopping with me. Hugo, I need you to stay here because the tree is being delivered. Who's the tree being delivered by? Patrick. She knew it.
1: And, and do you want to know what he's doing while the tree is getting, before the tree gets delivered? That's What's his name? Baby? No. Oh. Oh. The guy, he's fixing things around the house, right? Or he's fixing, he's changing a light bulb. Did you notice that he put on a tool belt
0: I did! To change the light He's bulb? He's walking around the house in his stupid tool belt, and Patrick points out, I also noticed... To change a light bulb? They're trying to get the tree in, and Patrick's like, let me clip some of these branches. So he clips two branches on the side. When they go to the wild, That shot, was already inside the house! The branches are nowhere to be found! Where did you... You clip them, and then they uh, disappeared? And it's a tree. They'll bend when you right? push it through! You're an idiot, Hugo. You're a
1: damn idiot. I don't think Hugo wrote it, but you're not wrong.
0: So um, he clips the little branches. They do a little flirting. Um, oh, this is my favorite part. This is when I knew it was one of those stupid Lifetime slash Hallmark movies. <clears throat> so they're in the small town, and they pass by a train station. And there's a sign that says, this train station's been sold, and we're going to tear it down. And goes like, no, this train station means everything to this neighborhood. This is the only thing. This is the lifeblood of this neighborhood. This train station. So um, we find out that Patrick is living back in his small town because he's rich because he created some stupid app. And he's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm Just the Yeah, I'm a millionaire because I created some app the kids love. And by the way, um, when I got all the money in the world, I decided that there was nothing better than living in the small town I grew up in. Travel, Patrick. Check out some other places." He um, may have. He may have. He may so, have. So, you know
1: what? They, when, they, when they're when they going to go on their date, right? When these, like, let's actually have a date.
0: Several dates. They. they it's weird but because the, first the entire one. thing. But the first one annoyed them. But you told me. He,
1: because, he, okay, so they're it, it, they're arguing about who has the best cocoa. Hot cocoa. Yes. Which, by the way, made us stop the movie and make cocoa. <laughs> and I had <laughs> hot cocoa for the first time in years. Um, It was good. So... They they're gonna meet at this cocoa stand, hot cocoa, and buy the cocoa. And the guys, the the townie, he's busy. I don't even remember their names. Patrick. Patrick. Like uh, he's too busy, and so the the lawyer dude is like, well, I'll just buy the cocoa and taste it. (gasps) Oh my god! And he he hands the guy a twenty. A twenty for a thing of cocoa,
0: and he walks away. No change. That cup of cocoa cost you $20? I know you're from New York, but pull your head out of your ass, Hugo. So first of all, he's upset. I'm going to pull away from the microphone because <laughs> this part, I literally wrote this down. This annoyed me. Um, Patrick works with his at his dad's tree lot, <clears throat> And he's like, hey, Hugo. Oh, because Hugo um, is waiting for Patrick to get off work. So he buys a $20 cup of cocoa, takes two sips of it, then realizes Patrick is running late. So throws the cocoa in the garbage like a whiny little bitch. That was $19
1: for the cocoa.
0: And then Patrick walks up. He's like, sorry, I got caught up at work. I couldn't help it. I had to deliver trees for my dad. And he's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just going to go home. It's like, you're a little bitch, Hugo.
1: He's whiny. He He is is so obnoxious. obnoxious. He is a completely not likable... At any moment, there is no redeeming anything about this character. Like, just go back to New York or London or wherever you're going to yeah. live and whine your way. Go back
0: wherever you're going to be a stupid lawyer and leave Patrick alone.
1: So whining. But
0: then we find out, and just like with any of these movies, you're a lawyer, but you have a passion for something else, Hugo. And that's what you should be doing with your life. And he makes these... He would work with his dad until his dad And
1: that's died. a sweet, touching it's sweet. thing.
0: However, when you see the woodworking,
1: Wait. it's juvenile. He says... He says... Uh, you see, like, one little house. And he's like... Yeah. He says, I was... I was building this with my dad to give it to my mom as a present. And it's a mm-hmm. replica of their city. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be the same. But you know immediately when he says that, you're like, oh, he's going to go back. If you've ever watched any of these Christmas movies, you know he's going to go back and finish this project. Yeah. But you're looking at them and you're thinking, oh, that's sweet. It's like he was seven years old and he was helping his dad with this. No, it's not. It's not like that at all. Um, Because he finishes it and it's like, it looks like. It looks like a four-year-old made them. It really doesn't look like it was difficult.
0: Now, the th- th- what leads into this is they go into his dad's old workshop, and there's a broken chair. And Fran Drescher, who I love Fran Drescher. She deserves better. Why'd you do it, Fran? <laughs> Why'd you do it? Fran's like the, the Hugh like, "Oh, why's the broken dining room chair in here?" And she's like, "Oh, the leg broke, and I I just couldn't fix it." And she's like, "Hmm." I remember when your dad and you built that with your bare hands.
1: Always manipulating them yeah. into what she needs. And
0: she's like, mm, I wish that chair was fixed. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to fix it. Because even though I'm a rich, powerful lawyer in New York who eventually will end up in London, I'm a woodworker at heart. So I will rebuild this chair. So he builds the damn fucking chair. Um, Patrick comes.
1: I'm so angry
0: this whole movie just made me angry. <laughs> um, so Patrick comes and he's like, "I'm sorry that we had a bad first date and that the hot chocolate cost you twenty dollars. Can I take you on another date?" And he goes like, mm, "I have a life in another city and I'm only here for two weeks." And he's like, "Come on!" He's like, "Okay." So they go on a out a night picnic. Patrick Patrick is he is so much better than Hugo. He deserves so much better. So he packs this beautiful night picnic. He's like, I'm going to take you to see the Northern Lights. Now, I have never in my life been to Milwaukee. But I'm willing to place a bet that you cannot see the fucking Northern Lights from Milwaukee.
1: Hey, he said it had to be the right combination of...
0: I'm going to Google that, Cat Caitlin. I need to know if you can see the Northern Lights from Milwaukee
1: some Wisconsinites have been lucky enough
0: to see the Northern Lights. They're all liars. They're liars (laughs) and they're drunk. So Patrick takes Hugo to look at the Northern Lights and we get a first for Lifetime. We not only get the first queer holiday movie, we get the first kiss in a queer holiday movie. And they lock lips. And Hugo's like, "Mm, I like it. And uh, uh, Patrick's like, I don't
1: know what's happening anymore.
0: (laughs) He's like, "Mm, it's all right. So, um, here's the thing that really annoyed me with this movie, is the transitions are worse than the last episode of, uh, Fellow
1: Travelers. Your reenactment is way better than this movie actually was. Um, it was all,
0: can I just say this one transition, cause this is what drove me nuts. After they do that, they cut to Jimmy, who's their cousin, and uh, it's like no, no kind of transition. He's just sitting in the kitchen, he's like, my sciatica's acting up, I can't be Santa! And Fred Drescher's like, "Oh, Hugo, save the day and be Santa." So he, out of nowhere, he dresses up as Santa, and Patrick sees him and he's like,
1: mm, "You're a family man. Look at you interacting with those kids. I love you now." Uh, and then, and then he puts on the Santa suit, and it's like it's too big for him because yeah. Santa's fat and he's not fat. And then they are like, "Oh, pin it up," and then they're like, "Look, you're so slender, yeah. Santa."
0: He, he here's the thing that annoyed me: they're like, "Pin it in the back." So instead of Patrick t- going around and pinning him, he stands in front of him and reaches his hands around him to pin the jacket. It's like, you can't get a an good angle that way. Go around. Like a whore. Sluts. <laughs> Holiday sluts is what they are. Um, so uh, in the process of this, Aiden, who is Hugo's brother, comes in. And Fran Dresher's like, hey, if you're preoccupied with the only other gay person in town... I'm gonna take your Asian friend and I'm gonna hook her up with your Air Force brother who's a pilot in the Air Force. Um, Go Air Force. Uh, Hoorah. Um, uh, So, yeah. She's just pulling strings. She's the puppet master and she's like, I'm gonna bring these two together and I'm gonna get
1: wives and husbands for my kids. Can, can we just say that her plan works and they all end up together absolutely. and then we can stop with the Fred because, is absolutely because it's so, it's just such a bad movie. Like the, there are so many little things that happen that are, that just don't make any sense to me. And it's not just the, the main actors, it's the extras. And the, I don't know if you remember this. I'm gonna look it up and show it to you yeah. so that you can see how bad this was. But there was a scene at the tree store where there was like a mother and a daughter and they had a cup she's like the mother had like a cup of um, a cup of joe or some hot chocolate i then it was a 20 dollar cup of hot chocolate yeah and maybe that's why she didn't actually drink it because she's like that's a lot of money i need to save it but she goes she turns her head i'm doing this for the camera speed and she puts the the cup like like two inches to three inches away from her mouth and she's like and then like i was like that like you know it's probably saying thing. what do they say in them um, the other two um, water- not watermelon. Peas and carrots. Peas and, peas and carrots. carrots. She's not like, peas and carrots, peas, peas and, and carrots. carrots. Go, go, go. Peas and carrots, peas, peas and, and, carrots. and carrots. Like, it's so...
0: Ugh. One thing that I thought, and I feel like I've heard a drag queen say this before, but one thing they said in the show that I thought I chuckled at is uh, Hugo tells Patrick that Christmas trees are just regular trees in drag <laughs> I was like it's true they're all glittery and shiny
1: speaking of drag uh, for those who listen
0: <laughs> you know that uh, uh, several episodes ago we uh, we watched So Fierce that has two terrible Canadian drag queens in it and one of them appears in this and I didn't recognize it until you pointed it out I was like ugh I had such good things to say about that scene until you pointed that. out.
1: <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Lucinda, on your appearance in this movie, which made it. I mean, it made it make sense to me. And then I was like, "Who put this together? Was it Out TV? Is this a Christmas movie made by Out TV?" I don't know
0: if it's Out TV, but it is a Canadian. I did look yeah. it up. It's a Canadian-made Lifetime movie. Well, that makes sense. That's
1: where the trees come from. Um, and then that,
0: that drag queen calls up and says, somebody come up and sing a Christmas song. And they're all like, Hugo will sing.
1: Yeah. Hugo's Hugo has to do everything. Yeah. So Hugo oh, there's gets a light bulb there? Hugo will fix it. And Hugo shocking,
0: he sings the Christmas song that has the word gay in it. And it's the Judy Garland one, have yourself a merry little Christmas. And I'm when surprised
1: he didn't sing We Are Family.
0: Right. So when he says the word gay, they all cheer. And they're like, yay, the word gay. Um, and then Patrick is overwhelmed. And he's like, I just realized that um, I can't be with you because you're a big city lawyer. And I'm a small town tree seller. So he storms out. And or Pat- er, Hugo goes after him. He's like, where are you going, Patrick? He goes, I don't think we should see each other anymore because you're going to go to London. By the way, we found out a game night because Madeline can't keep her damn mouth shut. And there's a trivia question during game night about London. And she's like, you know London, Hugo, where you're moving to. And they're all like, what? And Hugo's like, way to go, Maddie. And she's like, sorry.
1: Yeah, which is the dumbest way to think. So stupid. That's it. Um, I'm going to actually hit you with the paper. Did you learn nothing from the (laughs) post-it? I learned nothing from the post-it incident.
0: So, we have. this is the other thing that was so annoying, is they have a Christmas Eve party at the train station, which we find oh, out God.
1: is saved. You have to bring this up. Because I don't have anything to throw.
0: <laughs> because um, big city lawyer uh, Hugo finds out that the train station wasn't left to the city of Milwaukee. It was left to the neighborhood, which is run by, dun-dun-dun, Fred Drescher. <laughs> And she's like, "Hey, we're keeping the train station. She
1: really did. Yeah, yeah she really did. She's like,
0: "Hey, suck it, Milwaukee. <laughs> so Hugo gets up there and he's like, I saved the train station. You're welcome, everybody. And Patrick walks in. He's like, you're such a hero, Hugo. And then on Christmas Eve, we talked about this earlier, at 8 o'clock at night, the fucking children write their letters to Santa Claus. And they're like Santa, what I want for Christmas? I'm gonna stop you there. Santa's already made the toys and is out shipping right, them out, giving them out to the kids.
1: Like how 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 myopic is everyone to think that like the their time zone is the only one in existence? Yeah, like he's already hitting the other house. It's Christmas
0: the... Eve at eight o'clock, and yeah. you're now writing your letters. And also, they write like the letters. How fast is this train? And they gather them up, and Fran Trash is like, "Hey everybody, the train's here." Too late, Fran. <laughs> Santa's already out. You're getting nothing. So they put them in there, and I know that there's a lot of story we're leaving out. But the guy You're who welcome. owned the, the guy who owned the train station, who left it to the neighborhood association, turns out he was gay, That's and he, he has a photo of him and his travel companion. And they're linked
1: at pinkies. It's that—that's the—that's the adorable thing of this whole movie. That's the—that's the saving grace of it. Yeah. So they, that storyline. They
0: have a photo of the two back in the olden days, and their their pinkies are linked, and it's like, oh my god, they're together. So the movie ends with Hugo and Patrick. Hugo's like, "Fuck it, I ain't moving to London. I'm gonna stay here with my new boyfriend." And they're standing there, and Fran Dresch is like, "Let me take your picture." And they take a picture right where the gay and his travel companion had their photo. But instead of linking pinkies, they link tongues. And they start kissing dramatically. And snow's falling, and they're like, God bless us, everyone. It's a white Christmas. By the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry your best friend, Brother Hugo. And uh, we're going to be the sequel to this damn movie.
1: Did you notice the snow wasn't sticking to anything? Nothing in this movie stuck to anything. There was nothing. So, I want to say this about this. We have seen some horrible, horrible yes. things on this show.
0: I do want to say really quick, I do not. This may be the first one I've seen of one of those Lifetime slash Hallmark type holiday movies. They're very popular with people.
1: I watch a lot of them. But yet, and, every and, time they
0: come to your house during the holidays, you have the damn show. Yeah. And, on. and they're, they're,
1: they're, they're, they're somewhat addictive in a way. Like, you yeah. know what's going to happen. But like the, something quirky about it will be addictive and you watch it and you want to see how it unfolds. This never did that to me. And it's because that character was never likable.
0: I cannot stand Hugo. However, I will say I probably like this movie more than you did because I absolutely adore Fran Drescher. I love everything she's in. I love the whiny, nasally Bronx voice that she has.
1: I never watched one full episode of The Nanny. I love The Nanny. I could care less. Chris,
0: or not Chris, uh, my ex-boyfriend Who's uh, the boss? Garris got me turned on to... No, Judith
1: Light was in it.
0: We used to watch it all the time, and I watched Beautician and the Beast. I love that
1: movie. There was nothing good
0: I was. love her. So she's the only saving grace in this movie, to the point where I'm like, they should have hired me to be Hugo. I'd have been a better Hugo, and I would have loved to hang out with Fran Drescher.
1: Well, I mean, sometimes you gotta wonder if it's the writing of the director... The also,
0: I can't say too much bad about Fran Drescher because, as the president of the Screen Actors Guild, she's the reason that we're getting movies again. Yeah. So, oh, I God
1: bless her. I got nothing. I just don't that that character, that Jan. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I like Janice.
0: Janice is uh, the happened because of Fran Drescher.
1: Fran opened the door. Yes, for people like Janice. Fran
0: walked <laughs> so that Janice could run. <laughs> Um, I just want to say, Fran Drescher listens to this podcast. If this ever makes it to her ear, I love you. Come to Orlando,
1: I will take you to Disney. I will. That's what she needs. That's... she needs. <laughs> she needs. You're gonna get her a free ticket too, you know?
0: Oh, whoa, whoa. I didn't say free tickets. I can't afford
1: that. She needs, to... but I'll take her around. She needs Jeremy. I think she would love hanging. Because if she things. went to Disney, they wouldn't give her a tour guide. To...
0: Come to come to Orlando. I'll
1: show you the real Orlando, Fran. I was going to say, I adore her. we've seen so many terrible things, and we have seen some pretty low ratings on some pretty terrible things. Yeah. So I would like, I want to tell you first off, there were only three critic ratings, and so there's no critic well, ratings. Well, since I'm
0: not one of the critics, I'm going to guarantee you it's not a good rating.
1: Um, so there's audience members. Okay. That's the only rating it has is audience. So what do you think? And, and, and I want you to think, I, I think this is the worst movie that we've covered.
0: I'm not going to use that to base off of anything because you hate things that I adore and that most audiences adore.
1: However... But what would, I mean, what would be a worse movie that we cover than this?
0: I didn't hate this movie as much as you did. However, I did not like this movie. Drink the coffee. Don't... If it's six inches from your face. Like Those those little things. Like. More than drinking it six inches from your face, I am irate he paid $20 for that hot <laughs> cocoa.
1: It makes no sense. But
0: I will say, audience is 12%. And that might be being gracious.
1: Okay. Um, I wanted to ask the question that way. Because what did we watch last week? Um, we did... Oh, Aiken, Akron. And that, Akron. And that had like a... That was not a good rating. 50%. Yeah, it was not a right? good and this And this was, to me, better than Akron. You like this better than Akron? No, no, no. Akron was better than this. Oh, okay. And I got a 50. 85.
0: This has an 85? Yes. All of Fred Drescher's star power.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. People look at this movie. it's all like, you know, I mean, Canadians are nice people, and so they they could all be Canadian rated.
0: They're like, ooh, they had a really good train station in that. I'm going to give it an 85. That was a good movie, eh? That was a
1: really good movie. That hey. Fran
0: Drescher, she sure is a you nice watch, American. Um,
1: Strange Brew? I love Strange Such Brew. Such a good movie.
0: I don't know what the Rotten Tomatoes on that is, but I give that a 98.
1: Like, if you're going to drink an entire uh, a huge thing of beer to get out of My there, life coffee.
0: would be complete if Rick Moranis was my best friend and I hung out with him every day. Yeah. I, I adore that. I would love it, and I love my parents to death. I would be okay if Rick Moranis and Fran Drescher were my parents. <laughs> Uh, They're adorable, but I love my parents, and I don't want to change them. However, Rick Moranis and Fran Drescher can be my aunt and uncle.
1: Well, if you're listening, Jeremy's mom, just go ahead and adopt that (laughs) laugh.
0: (laughs) I'll tell you what, she doesn't have that nasally voice, but my mom and Fran Drescher from this movie share a
1: lot in common. (laughs) Orchestrating? Yes. Yeah. I think that's a mom's job. I think a mom's job is to be a puppet master. I adore it. All right. Well, next yes. we're gonna cover another Christmas movie next time because yes. it's we're it's gonna the do holiday the,
0: season. Tis the season.
1: We're gonna do we're gonna do the Kristen Stewart one or the other one.
0: Oh yeah, let's do the Christmas Stewart.
1: We're one. gonna do the Kristen Stewart one next time on Hulu. It's the episode
0: happy, season, happy Seasons, Happy Greetings
1: with um the season or episode seven uh, of Fran, uh, fellow, Fran- travelers. Fran-
0: <laughs> fellow travelers, fellow um, travelers. But until then, put the cork back in the bottle.